Okay, here we go. I am on a different computer today. I wanted to check in with you and say, hey, happy new year. Uh, this is my first podcast back. Um, supposed to be releasing on Tuesdays. My daughter was back from the Navy, so um, it's been kind of crazy. And I really tried to back off and give myself some space and time to really enjoy uh, Skylar being back. So, and of course my son, but I could see him a little bit more. But what I wanted to do today was to share with you a podcast that I wanted to share with you before break. And that was about what tracking my sleep has taught me over the last year. So um, everybody asks me when I start talking about my sleep tracking, what do I track with? Well, I have a Garmin. I know there's other ones out there on the market, but as a runner, I'm a huge pro Garmin gal because I think it's the best one out there. Um, now there's other ones out there. I'm not going to promote any of those other ones just because, um, I mean, I don't get anything from Garmin yet. Um, because I don't know anything about them as far as how they work. I know how my Garmin works and I love it. And yes, I sleep with it every night and yes, I have to have it on at night. So, um, I was reading some other people talking about, yes, it's a, a healthy addiction. Um, so it was kind of weird to get used to, um, having it on at night. And you have to take in consideration that unfortunately the algorithms and all these types of things are set for men, not women. So you have to take that into consideration a little bit. So you can't take it all to heart. Okay. But I think it's just like everything else. It's a great guidance and, and move you if you can see if you're moving in the correct direction. So let's start first. Why tracking sleep? Okay. Um, as a perimenopausal woman, it took me until the last I know I've been in perimenopause for three years. It took me until then to realize like I was doing everything wrong. And so I actually highlight all these things I did wrong in my hormone harmony uh, course that's coming up here starting in a couple of weeks. So you'll want to check out that link. But what I learned by tracking my sleep is a few things. So off the top of my head, number one, alcohol will destroy your sleep. Um, if I have a couple of drinks, um, not just maybe lighter alcoholic beverages, but let's say, well, anything, you know, uh, vodka, anything like that, anything that's higher alcohol content, it'll wreck your sleep quickly. Um, my normal sleep numbers are, I try to be, you know, I'd love to be nineties and hundreds all the time. Don't see those never been a hundred nineties, a few times eighties. Great. Right. Um, but you can take a score from your 80s and zip it right back down to a 40 just because you had a couple of drinks um, in, you know, after work or after school or into the evening. And I've also noticed that later, the later into the evening that if you had a drink, the worse it's going to impact your sleep. Um, so that's something I learned. To, you know, everybody talks about how bad it is for your sleep. But until you see it happening to you, even if you slept, my watch will tell me, hey, you got eight hours of sleep last night, but my score was only a 45 out instead of an 85. Normally, it would be up in the 80s, but because of what the alcohol does to your REM and your deep sleep, it just crashes that sleep. So number one, if you're trying to balance your hormones or if you're just trying to be healthy or you're training for a race or um you know, alcohol is a whole other discussion on how it affects your weight, your body, your brain, all those things. But for your sleep and hormone balancing, you've got to watch that. It really does affect you in an immense way. Number two, the second thing that taught me tracking my sleep was if I run around crazy from 530 in the morning, teaching my workout class through school to after school to activities, I go to a track meet, coach, get home. Number one, 
Eating late will destroy your sleep. Eating late will destroy your sleep. You've got to eat earlier in the evening. I try to eat by five or six o'clock, no later than six now. Why? Because your system has to get rid of that food and cycle it through. So if I'm you, the idea is to digest, then rest. So alcohol out the door, eating late out the door, um, running around with your head cut off out the door. I could eat early, not drink, but not have any time for myself and time to wind down before bed and my sleep will be destroyed because I didn't, it said, you know, my watch will tell me like the activity you recorded yesterday, um, did not help you get sleep well. You're going to might be a little more stressed out and not as well rested today. Um, so that's another huge factor. So the activities you do during the day really will affect your sleep. So cut out the alcohol, eat before six o'clock PM, give yourself time to wind down. Okay. Those are three huge things. Now I can go into a plethora of other things, but I don't have a lot of time today to hop on here. I wanted to share with that, bring those to your awareness that the things that you do during the day impact your sleep at night. We all know about sleep hygiene and having a dark room, having a cold room, having this, that, and the other, but I want you to work on those three things first. Check out the notes in my podcast notes here, and I'm going to share with you um, a little sleep strategy in there that goes along with the three things I just shared with you today. So those are three things I learned by tracking my sleep. There's a little bit more I'm going to get into next time about the deep sleep, your REM sleep, and how that all is impacted, but I want to start with that short piece today. I hope it's helpful to you, and I will talk to you soon. Don't forget to check out the notes in the description for the link for the hormone course and all the other exciting things going on today. And those, um, the sleep hygiene little tricks there. Have a good one.